You're listening to the Rogers Sporting Goods Podcast with Patrick Fisher, Chandler Smith, and Josh from Outdoor Limits. In this podcast, we'll touch on everything from gear to ducks to deer, turkey and fishing. From field to table, let's dive in. I quit school because of recess. You know that? Oh, geez. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't play. You don't play. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, dude. <clears throat> yeah. We're diving into Reddits today. Well, I mean, that is a, a partial part of this podcast. We got That is a subreddit of what we're going to be doing. <laughs> oh, did, did, did Pat get learnt on, on what Reddit is? Yeah, I couldn't even... I don't have the app. Dude, oh, we, yeah. Reddit so was that's like why the we thing. have the laptop here. Reddit was the thing for a while. Yeah. It's, it's, is it still <laughs> the thing? Yeah. I guess that does Hayden. It really is. Hayden? Is it, is, is it the thing still? Is it still a thing? Reddit's still popular, Hayden. Yeah, that's why we're doing this. Oh. oh, well, see. <laughs> Get with the program. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, Welcome yeah. back to another edition of the Rogers Sporting Goods no. Podcast. An afternoon with Patrick. So, so <laughs> yes. I know we like to talk, or let me just start over. We like to start off with a story. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were telling me about a story in a deer stand that I've never heard before. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. The one that got away? The one that got away. Yeah. Which happens to be one of the things on here, but... Perfect segue. How old were you? It is a segue. I was probably... Well, let me back up. So, I feel like anybody in the hunting world, whether it's waterfowl, deer hunting, elk hunting, whatever, like there's always that story of like that one day, it was just like, gosh dang it. Yeah, you know, it got away, or uh, you pull up to get that once in a lifetime, so you know, like a neck banded goose, and your gun goes click. <laughs> like forgot to put a shell in. Right. Oh, so there's always yeah. that, you know. But I was, I was telling you the story. I was like 16, man, something like that. We had. Uh, Were you in Iowa or Missouri at this point? Uh, Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. Um. It was like a small 40-acre, I say small, I mean, it was giant to me, but we had a 40-acre um, plot of land that we had permission to hunt on. Yeah. And so we'd always, that was the only thing I ever, when I was younger, that was like the spot. Um, Bo hunted on it. That's yeah. the only thing we were allowed to do. And it was just me, my dad, um, and then the owner, obviously. But so it was like, I don't know, it was just outside of town. It was a great spot. Um, and I was like 16, and I'd been hard after it that year. And I'd seen tons of deer um, bow hunting. And so the cool part is that the, like, the spot I always wanted to hunt, it's just like this encased little, like, one-acre field, super small. Really? Maybe smaller Surrounded than that. By like ag? the size of a backyard. Yeah. It just kind of opened up just enough with one old tree in the middle that an old okay. wooden stand used to be on. Just like the two by fours nailed into oh, the yeah. tree. Yeah, for sure. And and that had been there forever. So when we got permission and we knew the guy who owned it and we started scouting out, and I'm like, that's the spot. You always hunt them old stands you find. The they they are, were put there for a reason. Yeah. So uh, so I made sure it all worked. 
put in a few extra nails. <laughs> oh, you're uh, you're in the wooden stand at this time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that was the spot. But surrounded by it, it sat up on a... No safety um, harness? Probably not back yeah, then. Yeah, we were dumb back Which then. I would tell anybody now to wear a safety harness, but back then I was stupid. I, yeah. Um, and it sat up on a ridge top, and then like crops around up top, some down low. Yeah. Um, but it like the ridge dropped off below me, so the deer had always come up to that little because they felt, yeah, you know, you're safe in, up you're there. You're in their bedroom or something. Yeah, I was. And so sitting there one evening, and honestly, it's like the best day I've ever had, except for this one, uh, one instance. So all these deer coming out and moving on, and all of a sudden, I'm looking straight ahead of me in the from me to like the edge of the field where this stand is is like 30 yards so not very far and i'm peeking through some like it was like a little uh pine tree area it was almost like a pine tree farm like a christmas tree farm that used to be there yeah and here comes this monster deer uh limp and i'm like oh he's got a limp and so he's like limping out and he's coming right at me head down he's got a gangster walk yeah, he had a little lean to him. <laughs> so I'm like, man, this is it. This is, and I'm, as he gets closer and he kind of steps out of the tree line, uh, I'm starting to count. Not that that matters. I would have taken him either way. Like, yeah, you I just to, loved hunting. You get? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, to, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, he was a mainframe six by six. And then he had double kickers coming off his G2s, which I guess would have made him a seven by seven but just mainframe six yeah. but he had other kickers and all this stuff and out past his ears and everything you'd want it was like just good height my heart yeah he wasn't like was really like, wide and short just like just yeah just a nice uh almost like a perfect you know uh you know out past the ears good height yeah but just all around good missouri buck nice deer i'm like this is the one and he's coming right out he has no idea and I'm sitting in there, and so in that in that those days, so I shot an old Buckmaster's Jennings, uh, which were pretty popular back then. But yeah. um, we're talking, let's see, twenty two years ago, already. Okay. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm old. Yeah, you are. So twenty two years ago, this story takes place. So. He gets out to me and he turns broadside at fifteen yards. I'm like, this is over. It's like in October. Uh, October. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this is a no brainer. So easy. I'm already there. I go to pull back and on that bow, it just had the little arrow rest. Like I don't even v. know why. Like no, a just v. a little thing that kind of stuck out. Oh, from the just riser. Like a, little, like a little stuck that, onto that the riser. Arrow just kind of sat on. Yeah. Yeah. Out from, I don't know. It just looked like a little, little bench your arrow could sit on. Yeah. It's like a little V deal. Uh-huh. And so my arrow's on there. I pull back, and the bow, like nowadays, they're so quiet and everything when you yeah. pull back and the lead off. Aluminum arrows? Yeah. Yeah. And it, <laughs> as I'm pulling back, like <laughs> I can hear it so loud. You know, it's dead silent out. And my arrow, you know, you had to hold it almost cockeyed away to pull from. It back. Yeah. That way the arrow wouldn't fall off. So as I pull back, the arrow. Falls off the rest. Ding, 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 ding. And that deer, it didn't seem to. Looks up, gone. Yep. Different and I county. Lost, um, 
speaking of which, and this is don't do this, but when that deer ran off, and about time he got to the edge of the field, I got my arrow back on there. I just shot my arrow into the ground. I just released it. Really? Not even add anything. I was so not, mad. I'm not like at the deer. You just shot it because you're like, like, I'm so mad at you, dirt. <laughs> I was like, it shot the arrow into the ground. So uh, then, like five minutes go by, and I'm deflated. And uh, he came back, and uh, but this time, uh, just to kind of peek his head out, be like, yeah, this is what you missed out on at the at the corner of the field in a different spot geez. and and was gone out of my life forever uh so that was that's like my main one that got away yeah um made me so that's mad. rough man yeah terrible like and i've had you know i've had other opportunities that you missed but that one just to this day it would have been my biggest buck i ever shot yeah um without a doubt um I've had one other story, the one that got away, um, and this has probably happened to all of us that have been in the tree stand, deer hunting anyways, um, but I'm sitting up in a ladder stand, um, this is at a different farm, and I'm watching all these deer that filter out, so they, a lot of them bed on the neighbor's property, yeah, and then they filter over because we got crops, mm-hmm. and so I'm sitting on, in a big timber plot up on a high ground again up on the ridge maybe i need to stop hunting ridges because it's a bad omen but so these deer start filtering toward me nothing you know i'm just watching and uh and you can see everything i'm in like a 20 foot ladder stand a big game ladder stand and i partner plus and every now uh, what it was um nexus or old they probably have renamed it now 20 times yeah. yeah Not a, uh, it's just a step out, almost like a guardian or something. Yeah. Uh, no, sky rise. Sky rise. Sky oh, yeah, rise is exactly what a 20 foot sky rise. Um, back when they had like the double rung ladders, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah, back in those up. days. Those yeah, things were sturdy. Sturdy as a rock. Yeah, yeah, they didn't flex at all. No. And so I'm way up there and I can see the valleys behind me. And every now and again, I'd peek behind me. Anyways, the deer kind of filter off. You know, I've been sitting there since you know, like one thirty-two. So I'm going on, you know, the last half hour of daylight, you know, it's, I've been there quite a while. And so I stand up and I'm kind of stretching and I pull up my binos and I'm looking at some movement off in the distance. And about that time I just hear a snort wheeze, you know, and a stomping on the ground. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's the end of that. I already know what's behind me. Mm-hmm. you know and you know you're busted and so sure enough i turn around real slow and again not as big as this one but it's just a nice super wide heavy eight point just, just staring you staring down staring at me like you idiot <laughs> down <laughs> and he was w. walking towards me he had one more ditch to cross so i couldn't even a shot where he was but yeah did you he know. smell the 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 donuts? I'm trying to think. Yeah, he might have. Well, he noticed that wasn't a squirrel up in the tree. <laughs> like, well, that's a person. Anyways, and he ran off. But those are my two that got away. So we've probably had stories like, especially in the duck hunting. Like, was there a time where you were, you know, the click happened or 
I mean, I've shot the wrong one. It's like I shoot this goose right here, but then I go back and look at the video, and there's a quill like goose right behind it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That one like, hurt. When dang I, it. When I looked at the video on that one, I'm like, whoops. If I just went one to the right, yeah, <laughs> I would have oh, had yeah. a mounter. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how many times if we all had footage. Oh, I know, man. If we all had footage and you reviewed it and be like, oh, that one was banded. Yeah. Not that one. Yeah. Right. I think I've seen that on some goose stuff. Yeah. Oh, I believe it on geese for sure. It's harder to tell on ducks. But, but I wonder when you get those and, geese and, sticking their legs out on water. Yeah. And then you start shooting, especially like in the shot cam video, you're like, all right, I smoked that one. And you're looking at the feet and you're like, that one was banded. You'd, oh my you'd gosh. hate to know how many banded ducks have probably landed or swung your spread or something or like yeah. the one that gets you know. the one that you you just clip and it goes down and you can't find them right it's like i always convince myself that's, that one's double banded that, yeah that's the one with, with the, the reward band yeah <laughs> right have you had a neck band before no or any have you seen one i've seen one hunting? not when i'm hunting i've okay. seen it like the park just yeah. seen them. gotcha <laughs> oh yeah the old park geese yeah. Do they do many of those anymore? I don't think they do them anymore because they started, like, people would just, like, target them to I shoot them. I don't know. I don't know. I think I've heard a lot more of that out west than I do around here, but I, I just don't, I don't know. We should have asked mm-hmm. um, Watt maybe when he was in here, they'd talk about Bane and Ducks. But the one question I have, and I obviously I'm passionate about bow hunting, but I duck and goose hunt. But, you know. Patrick, you, you'd flip a lid if you picked up a duck that was banded. Oh, I'd love it. Um, Let's make I've it gotten, happen. I think I've gotten one. Goose band? Maybe two. Uh, just a duck band. Oh, duck band? Yeah. I don't even have a duck band. But the neck band, to me, do you think they got away from it? Was there studies like, how is that affecting them? You get a PVC pipe around your neck? I don't know. I don't know. I imagine they've done all they've figured all that out before they you started sure, doing it because yeah. it's biologists are doing it yeah. but well the neck, maybe they, the neck band was designed for them like bird watchers could read it and report it gotcha so it had like big numbers and letters mm-hmm. on it so yep. then you can look through binos and say oh that goose is a24 and then gotcha you report it and then you give them an updated just another way of and, and just now with yeah, these tracking like, it's a way internals. of tracking it without killing it yeah we got yeah. all these internal stuff backpacks all these satellite and yeah. yeah gps yeah. and there's not as much of a reason for it. I imagine it's that we're just going towards that technology because it's so much better. Yeah, I think I saw a thing a little while ago about goose bands being like a black nickel color now. Mm, not like not, to blend in with the leg color, so then like poachers uh, or other people won't specifically yeah. target. Or you them. see one out there at a park. Yeah. yeah, you're not even supposed to hunt anyways, and you're like. Mm. What's that one got over there? Well, jewelry. I saw a short on Instagram of a guy finding a band on the side of the highway. Yep. I've, I've flipped what are you over to, a what couple are you road to, kills. Yeah, what are you supposed to do on the road kill? I mean, you just call, call it, it in. in and just say <laughs> you're, just, you're just reporting it. You yeah. found it. Yeah. That's that's where its life ended. I guess you probably have. Is there options when you report that to say, like, yeah. How, yeah, yeah. found dead or something yeah. like that? Found, yeah, uh, I believe there's there options. Yeah, because yeah, I found a dove band and then reported it. I yeah. did didn't say i killed it but did you see the video brandon i know there was a ton of us that took videos of it the homing pigeon outside the store there no. was a home a couple years ago or whatever homer had a leg band, band. Yeah. oh and it was like i guess it was wanting to shop 
Somebody was trying to come into the store. He kept trying to come in. And it was just hanging out right at our exit. Was yeah. he making the door go open and closed? Um, no, but we weren't nervous. If it stayed open too long, it would have came in. It's just somebody's pet. But, but we started. Yeah, we looked close. I'd never seen open? one before, and it had the band on. There's no season for pigeons. No, I mean it was a pigeon, so it was just it was oh, probably wow. good to go. Yeah, you could have picked it up and take it home. Well, I think we, if I'm not mistaken, I can't remember what we did. If we got a hold of someone or they figured out, the leg band will tell you who the owner is. If you catch it, you're at Rogers Sporting Goods. I'm sure there's some. Out. I'm sure there's something in there to catch a pigeon. Put out some. Yeah, feed. You had some live traps in there. Just yeah. get, just get a big old dip net. But that was cool. <laughs> there you go. Oh, there's some net stories of like birds getting in the store. Is there? Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you spend half a day trying to catch a robin flying around <laughs> that place. <laughs> Everybody's got the long like the ergo slider nets. And Patrick's on top of one of those pallet racks. Yeah, we did. Uh, we never got. We've never caught a bird with a net actually trying to do it. Yeah, you flying back and forth, and you got that ergo slider net, so it's compact. It's like a. It goes like a, a sneak net. It'd go to fly like through. Yep. Oh jeez. Anyways, um, story for another time. So but I've had a couple that got away. Yeah, for but it's sure. It's kind of cool. You, you've been talking about tree stands a little bit, starting this podcast out and. Man, the tree scents have changed over the years since you and I started hunting and whatnot. Oh, my I mean, gosh. You're still, like, I mean, that deer, you were 16, you're hunting out of a wooden stand. Yeah. There was alum- or metal steel stands at that time, right? Yeah, there were. And you saw a lot of, um, yeah, it's just the straight bench. What was it? What was, uh, the, was it sniper? Was like that hardly any flip-up seats. Or old man. What was the Old what man, the big River's company? Edge, River's maybe. Edge, yeah. Something yeah. Long big time game ago. was... Was pretty probably good. pretty close to there, but everything yeah. was steel bench. Yeah, you know your seat was gone about a week after season because yeah, you left it out there. And you the, lost it. And the squirrels would take it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you've seen a transition, but if and you kind of they f- didn't, they only had like a one, you know, one foot length platform. Yeah, it's usually about twelve inches. Yeah. Um, and so you just careful, you know, that's all you got to stand on. Yeah, and. Not that they're bad, and a lot of guys still prefer. I still have customers come in. I just want a steel bench bench style seat um, with a gun rest. Yep, with a gun rest, and so which I get because um, that seat's always going to be there, whether you have a butt pad or not. Yeah, you still got something to sit on. That sky rise is a steel bench, mm-hmm. and if sometimes I don't bring my butt pad, and so I'm just sitting on the steel bench which is fine with me it really doesn't bother me too Patrick's much used but to sitting on it's steel no benches yeah it's like no biggie you know <laughs> did but, it all through high school and football huh yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right you got me um the one thing and then you saw a transition to not mesh yet but you had Suspension um, companies trying to do either suspension style or that, like a cloth, and that was about eight years ago. Yeah, maybe. when I by the time I started, so and I've been at Rogers ten years, but yeah, maybe ten year that eight nine years ago. Yeah, I was the suspension stuff. Yeah, it was just a a cloth seat on yeah. there. Yeah, um, 
Well, you were a consumer when the big climber phase came around, like the summit yeah. climbers. Mm-hmm. Remember that? That was a big yeah. deal. Yeah, um, even those have changed. Oh yeah, the yeah. some you know, like the the climbers they and maybe the old man or I can't remember some of the early ones that kicked it off, but yeah, some of those climbers really you know took over some of the tree stand sales for a while because of the whole you could mm-hmm. go find any tree you want and go shimmy up the tree and, yep. and hunt. That yep. was a big deal. Like I remember they put in the summit started doing the sound dampening. Mm-hmm. It was like the filled, the SD, yeah, SD. they were filled yeah. uh, foam foam inside. So when you were hitting it or whatever, it wasn't making this echo sound. Yeah. Um, and now what you see typically like, well, people do ask. So as of right now, like we have no stands, ladder stands that offer a steel bench. Really? Not one. Every company that we offer, Hawk. Big game, muddy, primal vantage, the trophy tree stands, like you run it through millennium. Millennium, yeah. They all went to the mesh style seat. Um, yeah. I don't like what Hayden's sitting in, but yeah, <laughs> behind the camera. Behind the camera, you can't see it. But anyways, we'll throw. You know, everybody knows what we're talking about. Look at a muddy Nexus. Yeah, that that seat. Or a Millennium L110. And so it's a synthetic woven mesh that is, mm-hmm. is tight and connected between two bars, either in a track or either bolted, whatever, however which way they've done it. But it's a, you know, you're not sitting on a bar. Yeah. You're suspended on that mesh. And that synthetic mesh uh, doesn't rot fast. It doesn't. And right. squirrels don't really mess with it? No. And so that's the biggest question I get. Or you see it on boat seats or you see it mm-hmm. on round yeah. blind chairs. You know, it's used in a lot of things, but for good reason, especially when it comes to boat seats or outdoor type seating. Outdoor seats, we, we deal with rotting it's, and water logging. You get water and, and then it ices or just, yeah. and they dry rot. Um, dry rot, squirrels. The second thing would be animals. Animals love the, make uh, nests out of the materials of the old seats. Yeah, because they get, they chew on it, get, they get the foam and all that. There's nothing with a mesh seat, they don't mess with it. It doesn't mean that it doesn't happen, but they, Typically, from what I've seen, there's nothing there to mess with. The one caveat to that would be if you are hunting in your knife or arrow or for whatever reason, you put a hole in it and cut it. It's harder to replace. Mm -hmm. With a steel-framed bench-style seat, your butt pad you lose or it gets tore up or whatever you can go without and still hunt or you can just buy a butt pad to bring out there with a mesh style seat you really can't yeah did you ever do the did you ever buy like a hunt comfort on your bench seats or anything like that you remember those i did get a still single one you're talking about those little no, like but styrene bead pillows i mean they had um, some, some hunt comfort makes they were like, three inch thick maybe maybe bigger but they had some like a interesting foam what was it memory foam yeah, like nasa stuff you yeah. know you see that seat still on like um for reference like the hawk, uh, hawk mega mm-hmm. combat the ones without the mesh like you'll still see steel um hang-ons hang-ons yeah with the with butt nice pad but like that mega pads. combat has that seat yeah but they hawk also has got the the mesh seats too yeah like millennium Millennium Uh does a lot of mesh seats that's what was remember when the m100 came out 
Oh, man, yeah. We would sell the snow. The M100 out of those. and the M1, and then followed by the M150. Like, we got to make it even bigger. Oh, and then the M, is it M50? Which one was like the, the low cost? The M25. Lock, M25, that's right. And then the M50 was the quick yeah. lock. No, the M25 is what I was thinking about. Yeah. The M25 used to sell a pallets of those. Yeah. Because it was all steel and suspension seat and whatnot. But, yeah. It well, was wild. Tree stands come crazy. a lot of ways. I can, oh we my pro- gosh! We could probably yeah, talk. We could go on forever about minutes. every tree stands, but and maybe we should get into that sometime, especially before season comes up. We'll hit on like the well, pros cons of all these different options. I mean, there's a million options for people. Let's to, write it down. We'll, we'll make a list. That's right. Hayden, make note. <laughs> Boom. Um, so yeah. something we wanted to get into. Here, look at this real quick. Oh, what are you? Sorry, got? before you jump into this. our topics. So your consumers, this is a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, you're fine there. It's really just an article. Oh, effect. I've seen the, uh, yeah, have you listened to the full song yet? Yeah, awesome song. Oliver Anthony was blowing up top of the charge. This is a few weeks ago when you're listening to this podcast, but for us, it was like last weekend. I watched that video over like one day go from like 7 million to 12 million views. Yeah, like ridiculous. Great song. Looks like a genuine guy. I assume he's a deer hunter. I'm not 100% sure if that was staged, but he is singing this song that went viral, and there's a deer stand right in the back back of the ground, in the background. Can I get that picture to see if, okay. You can hit play. It doesn't have any audio. That's all right. I want to. I was going to say, do you know what tree stand that is? So it looks like. And I'm not certain um, either, but he actually has so it's the, a, it's the mesh. A, it could be mesh seating. It looks like he's got netting around it. That's homemade netting. Is it? It's like a like a homemade mesh or, uh-huh. or nylap, whatever. Almost a big game specter. It, it looks kind of like a sniper XT, but the that looks. It could be like the sniper alpha, looks yeah. two man with looks a like steel bag. It looks like a two man, or is it a single? Yeah, I think two man. Well, I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. From that from that angle for sure. Yeah, it looks like a two man because it kind of got a green hint to it, but. But I've seen some like news coverage, like oh, just a guy singing with his tree stand in the background. Heck yeah, I'm like, he yeah, is. he can That's be right. he can be hunting in that in a few weeks. Yeah, for sure. He can be up making another video go viral from his stand up here on my ladder stand. <laughs> but talking about my deers. If you haven't listened to that song, <laughs> Oliver Anthony, <laughs> Dude, Rich, Richmond, crazy. North of Richmond, and it just went nuts. Which is. It's awesome. Yeah. Good old boy. It is sweet. Write down some lyrics and make a song like that and move yep. that many people. That's so, right. Anyways, Pat, what are we doing today? Um, so, good ideas. Kind of seasons are approaching. And um, gosh, dove season, September 1st here in Missouri. And then you got uh, teal season, September 9th, I believe, in Missouri. Sounds right. right. I got the app. And then the, or the 15th. Local I think it's 9th. Yeah, exactly. Check with your local. And then the 15th is the archery opener. It's like, we're ready to rock. Ready to rock. So with that, um, and Hayden so, uh, discussed with us, this is kind of great. So we talked about Reddit. You see that? Did you find it? Possum hunting August oh, first. Possum hunting hunt. August first to August, October 15th. Same thing with raccoon. We take Hayden on a snipe hunt. Stripe skunk. August 1st to October 15th, and they have a little break in there. Okay, anyways, I saw a squirrel. Did it show teal, Maybe though? Possum. Oh, there's squirrel? teal. Yeah. September 9th. September 9th. You're right. Okay. Is it squirrel season yet? I, I think it's a winter. winter. It starts in June, doesn't it? 
Something like that. Now you're going to make me look. Could be. I guess. Well, bring it up. Is this an alphabetical order? Yeah, it's too hot to hunt uh, squirrels. Hopefully, I don't screw this up, Hayden. All right. May, 20, May, 27th, May 27th to Feb, February 15th, squirrel hunting. There you go. There okay. you go, man. Um, so, obviously, we talked about Reddit. It's a big, like, platform. People talk about all these topics. A Everything. Forum. A sorts. forum of sorts, yes. And, like, anything from hunting to what kind of boat should I get or like if you want a, a sneaker discussion they probably have it on there so with that there's some a lot of questions on there that talk about hunting so we went to it's a r slash hunting is that correct Hayden yes subreddit r slash hunting subreddit to um, and there's a lot of hunting questions on there actually people talk about Roger sporting goods as well yeah um, as a place you can go and you can find this stuff and so anyways, with hunting season right around the corner, we wanted to jump into some of these questions ourselves, see if we could give some input on it as well. So I picked out a few, wrote them down. I already cheated and answered. Um, Try hard. Yeah. <laughs> so I already made notes and prepped for this, but that'll give me time to go first, as always. Oh, okay. And then you guys <laughs> yeah. will have time <laughs> All right. to All right. You guys will have time to fill in. Afternoon with which Patrick. One you, which one are you coming first? So let's do the very f the hunting your own land. Are you doing all of them in order? Uh, I didn't do them all. I've okay. got... We already covered the one that got away, so I've got five more. Check that one off. So hunting your own land with neighbors in sight. Um, and this comes to us from Stell14, if I'm saying that, Stell14. Um, and the question is, hunting your own land with neighbors in sight. So this individual recently moved to a 10-acre plot of land, just to kind of give you a synopsis, plans on dove hunting the upcoming season. Um, everyone around him has some land with a minimum of five acres. Obviously, this is a smaller track of land. Where he's hunting, he can see his neighbors around. Okay. Smaller track of land. Obviously, he did some due diligence. Um, he made sure um, what he calls it green jeans to make sure. Um, <laughs> green jeans is the game warden Patrick. Conservation officer oh. in Missouri. It's funny, Hayden, I asked you that. I've never heard him called that. What? Really? You never heard you him called Mr. Green Jeans? Mr. Green Jeans? No, I don't get in trouble oh, like you do. Here comes Green Jeans. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah, see, Mr. He see, he knows Mr. Green Jeans because he. Well, what I was. Because <laughs> what, Patrick? Well, I'm just wondering. How many times have you been checked by a game warden? Yeah, mm, once. Josh gets checked decent. Oh, shoot, I'll decent get checked amount. every time I go. Once, and I was just bank fishing. But so, but Josh follows the rules. Here's my ducks. Here's my license. Yes, my yes. gun is a plug. This is steel shot. So he contacted them, made sure hunting, everything was good to go. But what his, really his question is like, you know, what would you do in that sense? Small, small plot of land. You want to hunt. In his case, it's dove hunting. You can physically see other neighbors from where you might be hunting um what do you kind of do in that instance so um patrick's recommendations are yeah a couple that i came up with um if you're that close uh one thing i would suggest if possible is to go talk with your neighbors see if they hunt let them know you are hunting 
Um, it's kind of yeah, like interesting because I, I mean I I lived in a house in a, on a street that was like this where it's like everybody had you know their their decent little piece of the pie and you know it's one of the neighbors we would always go down there and, and shoot ducks off the pond and do other things you know shoot target loads over the cornfield and stuff like that it was a little bit of land not too much but mm-hmm. you could still i mean you weren't that far from the neighbor's house because they were very s- slim you know long yeah. pieces of finger. property but everybody knew what everybody was doing because they all did it yeah and for the most but typically you're it, probably going to see that they don't mind it's just one of those Hey, I'm going to be dove hunting this upcoming season. You know, if you hear gunshots if at six thirty in the morning, don't panic. All morning, yeah, mm-hmm. no yeah. big deal. Um, you know, bigger plots of land, you probably—I mean, you do talk to neighbors, but um, typically you're not worrying too much about that if you got two hundred acres because you're not, you know, seeing their house physically. But with that, obviously, he's dove hunting, so it's you know, shotgun use, but um, is one, just that safe shooting direction. Always keep that in mind, especially if you're, depending on what you're doing, um, you know, if I know that, okay, over the crest of that hill is the neighbor's house, you know, make sure you're setting up in the right direction. Um, In the heat of the moment, you might not be, you know, Mm -hmm. thinking about it too much. You got to be mindful of your surroundings. Pre-plan that out. Like, okay, I want to be set up in this direction. So, yeah, I mean, if you're within the regulations, though, and and you've got the green light and it's your land and you can hunt, then I'm all for it. Take advantage of it. Just don't shoot your neighbors. Make some dove poppers. Yeah, car. Some people were talking about um, certain jurisdictions, though, having regulations. Yeah. And I don't know if this is rule or or whatnot, like in the country, but you can't shoot within so many feet of a yes. nether structure. So you might check on that too. Is that regulated by county, state, this city, one says rural? In, this one just said in Pennsylvania, you're not allowed to fire, not allowed to fire a gun within 400 feet of an occupied structure without the owner's written consent. Mm. If you're target shooting, you need to have a berm. With I think that was just their opinion, but which is always good to have a berm when you're target shooting. But the 450 foot rule, but so you might check that. Um, so that's some good input. Um, okay, are you on the? We'll go to this next one here. Okay, um, I'm on it. This is more of a. It's a hunting knife recommendation. Yep, that's the one I wanted to do next. Was. And who's that one by? Um, yep. Does it show? <laughs> it's an interesting name. I'll let you... you uh, I got to get to it. I'm trying to click back here. Oh, didn't you pin it? Here, go back to... The, hit that little thing right there. This one? Yeah. You did pin it. And then Thank and you. <laughs> okay. How'd, how'd you get your tab so small? This is not mine. I've never done that before. <laughs> I cannot see. I gotta learn how to do that. Binocular recommendations. Uh, okay. It looks like the name is like it's Sweet Legs Sweet Roy. Legs Roy. Okay, Roy. <laughs> well, this one comes to us by Sweet Legs Roy, and this is a hunting knife recommendations. Um, you know what to look for. So he's 
doing smaller game. We were talking a little bit mm-hmm. about smaller game stuff. Um, what to look for in the knife, some options out there. Um, so I wrote down a few. Um, I think we're kind of in agreement. The one you oh, spit sure. out we want to talk about. But you do a, some small game stuff. Yep. And what's your go-to? Well, with squirrels, I use a little, I don't know, three-inch Havilon knife. And that's like the whole post is everything talking about Havilon. Havilon is like... Yeah. It's just they're talking about, you know, the surgical size and, right. and replacement and all that stuff. And well, it's like I was talking to Patrick. I, I don't know anybody who uses, like, a big 5-inch, 6-inch knife Well, you don't anymore. see a lot of them anymore, like, like the giant Like those knives. knives that were advertised as a hunting knife. It's like it's too big to do anything with. Yeah. yeah. I'm, a, I'm a buck 110 for forever. Yeah. I'm kidding. But I do have one. Yeah. No, so, it's, a great, it's a great knife. A great though. Knife. Buck knives are great knives. You got a Rambo knife? Rainbow knife with a little compass on the end, cutting off the legs of a moose. You know, yeah. when I you know I think of hunting knife. You know, duck. When I when I clean ducks, man, I use. I, I think I have a buck, but it's like a super. It's a small game blade, and I don't know the exact name of that blade, but it's pretty. Yeah, it's a thin scalpel looking blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll use a I'll use a fillet knife on ducks, geese, even turkeys. Okay, because I don't like how like the super sharp like Havilon knives when you like cutting the breast meat out of a bird that knife goes into the bone yeah it and it's so it, it, it's sharp, so sharp and those it, bones are whereas with your fillet knife it's not quite as sharp but it just glides right over top of that bone it's a good idea so like with when I'm cutting through like tough hide I like to have that really sharp knife but with ducks and geese you just you use a lot of just, fillet just knives. a fillet knife yeah this is more um on my input on it well, those are great. So, like, what you're seeing a lot, Havilon and Outdoor Edge, you're seeing a lot of the replaceable blade knives. Um, very very sharp, surgical, and you can also do different attachments. So if you want to do small game, you can put more of the smaller surgical-style blade. Mm-hmm. But you also have the capability of putting on um, a gut hook attachment on some of these Outdoor Edge or Havilon knives. You can also put on bone saw attachments. You can put on a fillet knife attachment. Like, they just give you so many options. You can buy replacement blades in different styles to add to your Outdoor Edge or Havilon. Or there's multiple companies that mm-hmm. do it now. Those were two right off the bat that I thought of. And then I had to look up a name of a knife. Speaking of buck knives, um, we used to have them in the store, and you were just on it. The right. Pack Light. Yeah. The, so I have um, I have Pack Light Cape Knife. That's what yeah. I use for ducks. That's what I was just pulling. They up. made like three different models. They have a hide and a cape, and then they have like the field knife. Yeah. But Pack Light's been around for a while. What I and love, I like them. Yeah. About that Pack Light, uh, fixed blade, and it's um, what, how do you call that? CNC'd out of one piece. Of yeah, one piece of metal. Metal. Yeah. Um, it's cut out. High it's not, density. It's and it's cut. I can read the thing. I had it open. Yeah, it's not, does it? It's not forged. I think it's cut out of a out of, out of a good piece of steel, and there's no handle to it really, and they're super light. And usually you can find packs. Do they still do packs like three packs and stuff? Like you get a field knife, a caper. You used to do one where you get all three yeah. or two of them. Um, what I liked about it is being cut out of one piece of metal. Mm-hmm. Um, they're easier to clean. Um, so that's, that's one thing that might be a benefit to you. You know, when you're done, you got 
blood all over the knife or you got some fat in there and hair and you go to wash it super easy to clean there's no um, cracks or crevices no, in there for it to get exactly into. yeah um another thing that someone might look at is having a rubber handle mm-hmm. um especially when you're getting up inside the cavity of a deer elk or whatever and it's getting slippery so you want to be careful um have a good handle but I like Outdoor Edge. I have a Havilon as well. I think I have the, I can't remember. They make so many. I know the Piranha is a good one. The Piranha Z is a little bit smaller. Um, They even do like a Jim Shockey special that's got a folding knife as well as an attachable. So you always have options. But those are good ones. The Buck Knife Pack Light, um, Outdoor Edge, Havilon would be good. And then jumping up from there, like the Benchmade, Full Tang. Oh, yeah. Like like they have synthetic handles they have some great hunting knives they can get stuff. they can get expensive though yeah I'm well, sure I'm a, so i used to be like a really nerdy steel guy and i used oh, to know all these yeah. these different high carbons right. and different names and stuff back when i worked in the store i think i forgot all that now yeah because like the the buck knives the 420 high carbon that i were the pack lights we were looking at but there i can't remember some of the the steels that they were messing with on the Benchmade side of things, you know, and I forgot all that stuff. I, we used to sell, I, I used to be at the store selling knives and stuff, you yeah. know, ZTs and Benchmades uh-huh. and, and looking at the different steel types. Yeah. And, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Spyderco, all those like high end oh, cool yeah, stuff. Spyderco. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, um, yeah. So there's a lot to choose from out there. Um, those are just a few that we've used, I've used, that I just like. Um, when it comes to whitetail, I like to have the just a gut hook blade. Just the blade when with I the do hole in the gut finger. Hook, yeah. Instead of using my knife, just so I'm careful, I don't cut mm-hmm. any guts open or anything when I'm working that hide up. Yeah. So I like that part of it. Um, the next question I wanted to go to. Um, and we're going to skip over a couple. So this one is, what is your biggest hunting complaint? Um, this was just, it looks like three days ago. And this comes to us from The Hunting Nick. By The Hunting Nick. Uh, what is your biggest hunting complaint? Um, he goes on to say, I feel like I've heard a lot of complaints from buddies about public land hunting. But I'm curious to see what everyone else's complaints are. Um he said he's bored and maybe the community can help each other answer some some uh somebody else's questions so well all right nick we'll answer it for you i'm gonna start off with a little bit of public land duck hunting real quick and it doesn't yeah. take long but i just just i think just give people space <laughs> yeah get, yeah I get, mean, get there before shooting time and give people space and i don't even care if you get there five minutes before shooting time but you don't need to go set up 50 yards to my right and and try to fight over the same birds, you know? Right. Someone gets there early. They yeah. got the spot. Give them some space so you're not calling each other swings so everybody can have a good day. I don't want to hear the conversation you're having with your buddy in the blind. Correct. If I can't hear that, like, every word... So We're just whisper if you're I mean, I'd almost, I'd almost <laughs> say, like, if you can hear them duck call, you're, I mean, you know, that's a little close, too, because, I don't know, 
Yeah, I mean, in a marsh, it's not that close. Yeah, you can hear quite a ways. But I get what you're saying, like, especially public land hunting, right? It's tough. We want everybody to be able to enjoy it. Um, Sometimes it can get crowded. And so there's days I've gone out, and the spots I wanted to hunt were already taken. Mm -hmm. It's just the luck of the draw. Sometimes I would just go back home. It's just not my day because where I wanted to go is not available. Mm-hmm. Um, or I would move totally on. Like halftime, I don't want to see him. Yeah. No. So well, I, I remember distinctly last season, I went to hunt a spot, and there was like six trucks in the parking lot, and I knew this this hole could have fit two, maybe three groups. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, you boys have fun. Yeah. I'm gone. I'm going to go somewhere else. I've yep. done that with, um, like if I do some public lane deer hunting, Mm-hmm. And a lot of public land areas, they have, you know, little turnaround spots. And um, if I pull in there and there's two, three trucks already, I'm not even getting out Yeah. to start walking in. If they're already gone from their vehicle and I don't have time to ask them, which way are you going? I'm just going to move on. Yeah. I got there later than they did. They woke up early. They're already moved on. I'm not going to go trompsing around, yep. and who knows what happens. Um, now, if you do, and you come across someone, then hey, sorry, you know, at least well, I know where you're at. I'll move on. Make sure you get you know far enough away. But well, there's also been times where I've just teamed up with people in the in the parking lot. It's like especially you waterfowl. Got two, you got hunting. two guys. We got two guys. Yeah, let's just go hunt the same spot. Yeah, you guys can speak to that a lot. Even yeah. a lot that more happens than me with the waterfowl. Yeah. Um, that has happened a couple times with me. We'll because uh, a lot of times on public land hunting, especially waterfowl, just because it's your blind doesn't mean um, you can like if you show up late, someone else can hunt your blind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at least a spot around here that we go to. There's only one time ever that I've had to turn someone down from like, like hunting with us. There's one time we had a, a blind with our, you know, with our tag on it. It was mm-hmm. our blind and we showed up at the same time. Some two other people did, but were you going to be too many people then too? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was like we had four, the hunting wasn't even good enough for four. Right. Yeah. So and to adding, add two more, it was like we're nobody's helping anything. You know? Right. Yeah. And it's six people to hide. Six people to hide. Yeah. And yeah. the hunting wasn't that great for four even. I get it. Like it'd have been a great day for two people, but we had four, and there was two extra guys wanting to hunt the spot we were at. The our, they were wanting to our blind because they thought it was. Anyways, it's a whole nother sure. story. Sure. They thought that the blind and the decoys were put out by the conservation department. Oh. Which we had to tell them that no, we. These are our decoys, and this is our blind, and this is our tag every year when we gotcha. used to get the blinds. Oh, yeah, when yep. you got the tags, yep, the plaques you'd put on your blind. Yep. Um, Back to the complaints. No, go ahead. Oh, no, same, st- sticking with it. So one, the first thing I wrote down, it comes to my mind every time we talk about hunters' complaints, is the dogging on hunters for whatever reason it may be. Whether it's what they're wearing or, or not wearing, what, what equipment they use, don't have, or do have. Um, there's just a lot of, uh, or, oh, he got it with a crossbow. 
Yeah. Well, psh, that's easy. Like, we should all be coming together to make sure everybody's having fun. If a crossbow is what they want to use and it's legal, do it. All for it. Yeah. Um, and sometimes people, like, single out, like, hunting with dogs and stuff that, you know, we've been hunting with dogs. Yeah, there's, for, a, there's, there's just so many ways to hunt and fish and, I mean, even if we got down to camping. But if it gets you in the outdoors and it's what you like to do and it's a legal method. Yeah, it follows the, the laws yeah, of the conservation puts I out say, in place. Everybody go for it because we all got to stick together anyways. Um, you know, a lot of times hunting comes under attack and conservation comes under attack. So we don't want to be attacking each other. Yeah. I feel like Hayden should have like a like like a pedestal soapbox kind of graphic that comes in every time that Pat gets to this segment. And Pat, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pat lifts up. I've said this before. The curtain and I just can't. <laughs> I can't take it. Like getting fired up i'm sure i've said it before oh, on this podcast but anyways um and then the the last thing i wrote down was the um and this doesn't really matter it's but it is harder to find opportunities to hunt besides public like for whatever reason whether it got ruined yeah um, there's people. money money involved the pay for play yeah the people on the, the thread said that they wish that texas had more public land with the, with the largest, it is a lot of private, big old state. They don't, they don't have that much. I think it was, wasn't it like ninety percent? Yeah, I don't know something private. Like Anyways, Kansas is ninety eight percent private land. We really? looked it up one day. Yeah, you think? My gosh, there's got to be a lot of land to hunt on, but not really. Nope. No. Uh, Everybody wants more public ground. It's yeah, true. I mean, don't we all? All yeah. those guys out west have it pretty easy. But you know, we've been seeing a lot of like. <laughs> With turkey hunting and different things, like rules are changing, like limits are changing. Yeah, you know, I wish that. I mean, I've kind of, I'm kind of going sticking with my guns. Missouri's got some of the best conservation department around. I mean, we're kind of holding strong, and we, I think, we've got a good thing going for us. But some people are are doing these limit changes and getting rid of trail cameras and they're doing all this stuff and i don't know if it's the exact answer we're doing a lot of knee-jerking stuff around yeah not missouri but well sticking on public land hunting our next question comes from totally not a tree (laughs) okay so (laughs) that's a good one totally underscore not underscore a underscore tree um you think he's a tree he is not a tree. Josh. Okay, what's the question? <laughs> uh, I'm guessing he's from Indiana. He's only ever hunted private land, and he's wanted to for years hunt public land. This is um, a little on the side of too afraid to ask, but how do you go about hunting public? How do you get started, scout a spot? How do you make sure you aren't going to wind up on top of someone else? We kind of covered the winding up on someone else um some of that does come with the territory yeah um and it happens um no, don't be scared of that as long as you're yeah you just got to be cordial and you but, just you're yeah, gonna run into in, people yeah. um yeah. i mean i wouldn't scout it any differently than i would private land yeah, yeah. it's gonna be the same regardless. i would say two things first is on x and the, yeah. your conservation's website yeah those are two excellent tools especially when you can find maps for the areas 
some places have like detailed maps showing you where you can and can't hunt. Mm-hmm. And also property boundaries and maybe refuge lines and things like refuge that. Refuge lines, boat mm-hmm. ramps, all that stuff. So you, yeah. you go to the, your conservation department's website and you say, like, well, I live here. Let's, let me look at the map. Oh, what's this area right here? And you click on it and it's like, this is good for small game, ducks, deer. And you're like, okay, I could do that there. Mm-hmm. And then has a detailed map of the, the plot of land. And it even has descriptions of what this place has yeah. got. Well, the, and there, there's mm-hmm. also other things like area restrictions where like yeah. you, you can't shoot center fire rifles or on certain it's places. shotgun only or you can only shoot bucks you can't shoot does yeah or you can't duck hunt after 1 p.m yep yeah so that's you don't like that rule do you yeah <laughs> i'll just hunt somewhere else scouting yeah. is a big one but yeah, yeah that's, i mean you scout your own lane too but i'd really Especially in the off season, get yeah. out there and walk that property. Oh, yeah. Are they are they asking as like a deer hunter or a duck I hunter? I think we could answer just, both ways. I'm yeah, guessing, I would say both ways too. Anyways, yeah. Um, which you would do both ways. Anyway, mm-hmm. you're going to scout areas. Maybe you can set up a blind. Yeah. Um, well, see I if mean, you're able to use a blind. Just the more time you spend in an area, the more well you're going to yeah. know it. Yeah. Like during the summer or in the off season, use that time to do some walking trails and. Just go on adventures, and you'll come across, or like if you're into deer hunting, um, or, or like when end of the season, start shed hunting. That's a de- great way to deer scout. Deer season closes, but squirrel season's still open. Just mm-hmm. just go run around the woods. Go shoot some squirrels. Yeah. Find some good spots to hang a tree stand, because it's, it's going to look the same next fall exactly. once all the leaves come yeah. off. The yeah. squirrels are going to show where y'all show you those acorns. Yes, they will. Exactly. Yeah, Get lots nice of scouting. Acorn tree. I like to have multiple that. options. Yeah. But um, the conservation is going to tell you all the rules, like bow only, you know, all that stuff. Refuge, can't go here, whatever, right. that type of stuff. But yeah. then on X kind of gives you more of this satellite view, yeah. current data. And I think now when this podcast is out, there's a way to get even more current satellite imagery on your on X stuff. Is that yes. right, Josh? Uh, yeah, I heard about that last year and never got a chance to and use it. And I think it. they're going to start doing I just multi-state. Yeah, they're, I think they're doing like a, a neighboring state kind of program. Mm-hmm. So you can do, like for us in Kansas City, which the city is split into Missouri and Kansas. Yeah. More Missouri than Kansas, though. But Yep. You, you know. could do Missouri, Kansas, Onyx. So you could, or Missouri, Iowa. Or yeah. Missouri, whatever. Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, multiple options to go, obviously. Um, that way, if you run into traffic, hey, I've got another spot. Always have always have like three spots that you want to go set up yeah. on. And you if leave. you're and if you're duck hunting too, sometimes that you know going alone. I mean, this guy over here likes to do it, Josh. But well, my friends have real jobs. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going alone, you know sometimes you can just shoot a, a Facebook post to yeah. your community group of duck hunters, saying mm-hmm. I'm looking to go duck hunting. Don't tell them where you're going, obviously. You know. Be but, careful. I've had some experiences yeah. with randoms that. Yeah, I mean, you want to do some research, but you could fun. But you could ask around, you know, before season gets there, and maybe you maybe you find a few people that you guys make a connection, and then yeah. start all, planning for yeah. the, especially waterfowl hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely do so a little bit of good. Who knows? You might make Facebook, a new friend. Facebook creeping if you do it that way. But I've seen that. I've seen it on our local yeah. page where it's like, hey, going here, not really going here. I'm going out. Anybody want to go? And you'll see in the the chat, like, people chiming in. And yeah. I never know what happens. Maybe I could ask one day, but 
if it's great or not or what what do you got um i was trying to figure out that name but so our uh last question here um and we could go a lot of different ways but this one is how does someone who's never hunted or even had guns get into hunting um just turned 18 um they want to get into hunting um what gun should i get i already have a compound bow as well but i liked shooting um so wants to get into hunting is never hunted um the first thing i would tell you now this is in missouri but most states have a course or uh um, so you can get your hunter certification. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, got to get your hunter safety. So go ahead and, and plan that. Get it out of the way. Sign up as quick as you can. Well, some some places are doing it online now. You can do it online. Um, Where'd you do yours at, Pat? Mine was at Mowes? William Jewell College. Oh, you got William and Jewell? And it was a one day. I did my. Oh, you suck. I had, I had to go to Mo West for a day and a half. Yeah, I, did, I did two days at Mo West, I think. Mine was a one day yeah. from morning till. It's a long day a for a 13 year old. Yeah, like it, a multiple. It felt like forever. Yeah. I just. Wow. This <laughs> is like. And this is how you cross a fence. And this is a lever action. And this is a pump action. But yeah, I it's, mean, you just did it all uh, yeah. I mean, it's, in one day. Yeah. And but then, a lot of them are online now, and well, then I, heard, I, I heard stories think the about practical you. part you have to go to for like an hour or two, maybe. Oh, really? Like just to show them. I didn't have to do anything like that. No, I just well, took I cool. it. You did all yeah. of it. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I always got jealous of those people who went to the classes where they got to like shoot clays and whatnot. It's like, oh, damn. I just had like three old that. dudes talking some about high class certification. There. I was always like, I was scratching my head when I'm in a college classroom and the guy walks in with a 270. Like, here's a yeah. gun. And I'm like, we're on a college campus. Yeah. <laughs> but it was different. But yeah, it's all right. Well, I guess, how about this? Before you even go do that, if you've never hunted and you want to get into it, they do have apprenticeships programs. Yes, they do. Just to see if you even like hunting before you even get a certification. Yeah. And there's 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 programs that are through the state, but there's also programs through private organizations. Yeah. So like in Missouri, if Josh had never hunted, he's like, you know, I'm thinking about deer hunting. It'd be something, Patrick, I'd like to get into. And I was like, man, you should come out. I'll show you around, kind of show you what you need to do. It's 10 bucks, and he can get a two-year apprenticeship. He has to hunt with a licensed mm-hmm. hunter, but he can do that for two years. And then if he's like, yep, that was awesome, I want to do it, then you can do your certification course. Or you might be like, yeah, it's really not for me. I got ahead of myself. Yeah. Um, those are two things I would look at doing. One thing you guys talked about with the waterfowl side um, if you were going that route, is finding that group. You got to find somebody if you're trying to get into duck. Well, hunting. just finding groups to to go spend. You know, um, like there's Facebook communities that are in your area. They're always all over, but mm-hmm. and you can ask questions and maybe start making friends. And then, I mean, most everything, at least I learned, came from someone else. Yeah. Let me tell you a little story here. Let me it's tell my you turn. about my, it's best my turn. friend. Let me tell you about when it all started. All started. So I was in I was in high school and uh, 
<laughs> no, okay, I've listened through your stories every I'm single kidding. week. Have we, have we heard the story? Is this I don't know. I've never heard this you, one. Have you ever told the how you started duck hunting story? This isn't how I started duck hunting, oh, but no, we no. can go back Just a little further and in get general? into that. Oh. A little quick story. Um, back when I was like a sophomore in high school, I wanted to get into hunting. And so I knew that we had some geese at my family's property every winter. So I was like, all right, I'll go hunt geese talked to my high school teacher and he let me borrow all of his goose decoys which was like i don't know 10 bigfoots and a handful of shells yeah. but uh yeah went out there with my dad my dad doesn't hunt no i'm the only one in my family that hunts i'll, I'll take my cousin from time to time but I set up for the geese the geese flew over they kept going <laughs> and that happened for a whole season really <laughs> oh yeah i'd go out there all the time what and is this yeah i remember one time i had I, this is when i was starting to buy decoys i had shells and i made my own cardboard silhouettes uh that video is still on the youtube channel um i had this one group of geese actually like come in like all the way down didn't land but like had I known what I was doing at the time, I would have actually right. shot and killed a goose and been like super pumped about it. Yeah. But I didn't know how to shoot because all these hunting videos on YouTube was like backpedaling into the decoys like three feet off the ground. And then they right. shoot them. Yeah. So like a 20, 20 yard shot in the air, like, yeah, we're going to take that shot, right? Right. Yeah. When I was like 16 and hunting in a layout <laughs> blind by myself. So were you a late? So you said sophomore in high school? Yeah, I didn't start hunting until I was in high school. And got into it later. Yeah, and then my wrestling coach offered to take me on a deer hunt. Oh. I'd never been deer hunting nice. before. Went out for late doe season, shot a doe. Heck yeah. That's where it all started. That's where it all started. Yeah, and then, then I got into small game hunting with my friends. We'd just go run around on public ground in the woods and shoot rabbits and squirrels. And It is crazy. And now you're just hooked, and it's just... Well, and then the duck hunting started when my buddy Adam took me duck hunting my freshman year of college. We went over winter break to yeah. Meridazine, baby. Okay. And uh, we waited on out there, built our blind. It was like the perfect duck hunt. Light snow. Right. Drove down there in four-wheel drive the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. That oh, was, I've been on, oh, Yeah, dude. where you're driving four-wheel drive the whole way. The whole, the whole way. Going, the whole way. Duck hunting. Those yep. are the best mornings. Four-wheel drive down 69 Highway to Meridazine. <laughs> a East Pool. Or no, it was A North. And uh, I was just following Adam. He was walking through the marsh. I had six decoys that we bought at the store. My mom bought me some no decoys. No idea what you're getting no into. No clue what I was doing. Not yeah. a clue. But How it, was it, though, that day? I other mean, other people were some? shooting ducks. Oh. We were just blowing our duck calls that we didn't know how to blow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, yeah, and my, I look at Adam and go, okay, this is kind of fun. This is way better than deer hunting. But now you're I mean, yeah, now then, you're then a I got duck in, hunting fool. Well, then when I was in college, I had some friends. They duck hunted, and I tagged along with them. And I yeah. became part of their hunting group, and right. the rest is history. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. You developed some good friendships, though, in hunting. Oh, the good duck hunting yeah. days, like, when you're on the road and you're like, no one should be on the road right now. I know. But, but I, I am. So bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Sometimes I feel like that coming up here, though, in the wintertime. <laughs> Driving to work. Driving to work. Driving to work. Like, is like, I'm confused. All right, that car just did a 180 and slammed into the side. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do I really need to go make a video on a duck decoy? Yeah. Now that's cool. Um... Gosh, dang. What was the topic? How does somebody no, that's cool. who ever got into hunting? Tag along with a buddy. And yep. like what you're talking about. That's a big one. Yeah. The apprenticeship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you can't do it yourself. You can do it. You, you can. can. For sure. I, a lot well, of online research. There's so you many can, more resources yeah. these days than yeah. there ever has been. 
Yes. Like, if somebody wants to learn how to do something, where are they going to go? Yeah, you can on the look internet. it up on YouTube or Google it. Well, maybe you're wanting to start slowly and not go for the big deer. You know, you, you just want to know what to you do. You can get a shotgun research. This shotgun can do turkey, yeah, small game, duck hunting. Yeah. They could fit all yeah. this, you know, a mm-hmm. three inch chamber, whatever you know, barrel length you want. Mm-hmm. Do some research. You might find a gun that can get you into your small game first. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you can expand out. I did write down small game first. Yeah, yeah. so. I, I agree with you, Chandler. I was going to say this, and I popped it back in my mind. Is I'd say if you're somebody's wanting to get into hunting and you don't have a firearm yet, the best thing you can do is get a 12 gauge. Mm-hmm. You can take a 12 gauge waterfowl hunting, upland hunting, turkey hunting, uh, small game start hunting. Shooting trap. Uh, you can you even can shoot deer. You can put a slug in yeah, it and shoot there a deer. Is, there that is, is models. There is models that you can yeah. get like interchangeable barrels, and you can have a yeah, rifle. You get a slug, rifled slug barrel, slug barrel, or a standard threaded tube. Yeah. But by the time shotgun barrel. But yeah. so like you get a twelve gauge and you get a high caliber rifle, you're pretty well set for anything you want to do. Yeah. Other than from there, you just get picky. Yeah. Oh man. You want to swing a twenty gauge? You want to sing a twenty eight? And shooting squirrels in the head with a twenty two. Yeah, you want to shoot six five Creedmoor? You want you know three so many calibers? <laughs> Thirty out six. Yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, what's what's the what's if you're gonna start with? I the, just had a discussion with someone the other day on this at the store about um, rifle calibers. Yeah, no. he works for an agency. I'm not going to name his name or the agency he works for. The no. FBI, um, CIA. I'm just going to. It's secretive. <laughs> I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on. I'm not going to put quick. him out there like that. But we talked about this in all the different calibers now. Yeah. There's a lot. And I think we're saying. I mean, you can do a lot, but like a like a thirty yeah. six is a good one. Deer, mule, two seventy, pronghorn, um, or like a three hundred eight. Three hundred eight. Is a good one. Right around there. Yeah. You know, yeah. unless you're like a big, big game African animal or something, or like a grizzly bear. And even then, a good shot placement with a 30 out six. But what about obviously, seven mil? my dad, uh, that's what he shot. That's uh, why I shot my first When I was a my kid, was a seven mil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I can see, you know, there's a lot of different that are precision to what they're made for. Yeah. Um, so what's the verdict? What's the good all around? I like mid- a thirty out six. Hunter. I think thirty isn't thirty out six. I like thirty out six. The most popular one, probably thirty thirty. So. Probably back in the day though. Two seventy had a little bit of a go. Didn't I bet it? thirty thirty is probably your most popular caliber. Thirty thirty. Mm-hmm. You think so? I mean, I think everybody has one. Like, like not everybody, but I just think in general. If I really a, want you, one, I don't have one yet. You don't have one. Beth, not everybody Beth's has big one. Deer, thirty thirty. Yep. Thirty thirty. Actually, both of those on the wall. I feel there. like that's the gun that gets handed down for ever. And that's why I'm saying it's probably the most popular. But, um, I wanted to add before I forgot another thing. You you know we learned from someone and all that. Um, and I get this question a lot too from customers. How do I get into deer hunting or how do I do this? Is I would just throw out there, you know. One, if you're in the Liberty, Kansas City area or within a few hours from the store, you can stop into your local <laughs> hunting store Sorry. and ask these questions and talk. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I have customers, all, they come in and they've never duck hunted or deer hunted or whatever. And, you know, we can run through everything, your hands on, you can see the product, you can test yep. it out, kind of see what it is before you go out. So, 
obviously you don't need to fly in on a six hour trip to come see me, although that would be cool, but go to your local hunting store and ask questions. Yeah. Are we hitting this last one? What, what is the last oh, one? Oh, I didn't get to it, so no. Oh, I'm, hitting, what it. Is I'm it? hitting it before we, we get out of here. Yeah. Do it's this. Uh, Joe Big Tuna. Joe Big Where's Tuna. Where's Joe Big Tuna at? The last one. Did you get that one? Uh, is How it on I? one of these? No. Oh, hold on. Anyway, here. I'm going to read it. So okay. It, Camp Cooks. It's, he's, he's asking them, Oh. what are some of the essentials you bring to the field to feed your hunting party? And the first response is, was whiskey, which don't bring. But, yeah. <laughs> like. um, but yeah. So, and this is like, this is not just like, okay, I have Debbie cakes. This is like Camp Cooks. What are you bringing? Like you're going to be out there hunting. Like cooking in the blind yeah, or like okay, on a say, trip, just say, like a camping, the, well, hunting trip? You could say like backpacking trip. You're cooking at a camp. Like or, him, he's going to be spending a week. Yeah, duck hunting in North Dakota, so he's going to be cooking for all his duck hunting. Maybe in the blind, (laughs) get a hotel, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Screw that. Airbnb that, dude. So you have a kitchen and a bathroom. It's pretty nice. What are some things you like to bring to feed your buddies? You got to have a lot of breakfast food because you can eat that for lunch, dinner, and breakfast. Yeah, sound like my wife. And with that, you got to bring seasonings and don't forget a ton of hot sauce. <laughs> yes. He's so excited about food. That's it. Well, You're done. <laughs> it's because people bring the food and then they forget the stuff you put on the food. Yeah, hot like sauce, no salt, pepper, pepper, no salt. Like no okay, Cholula, cool. Tabasco. Right. Yeah. You can make anything go with a little Cholula. Oh Ch- man, <laughs> say that a little Chihuahua <laughs> on your on your stuff. But yeah. And then, you gotta have know. some food. Um, what are some other easy camp meals? Well, breakfast. Think burritos. about this too. If you're on a week long hunt, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to eat breakfast the whole time. No, but make some you make do. some fresh meals. Mm-hmm. Uh, field the table. Right there. Oh, yeah. You're on a duck hunt. Get a little fire going or whatever. Season up some duck breasts. Yeah, that's all I really have because I'm not a really good camp cook, so I don't know the tricks of like hot dogs, bro. See bologna sandwiches. Yeah, I mean yeah. cold cold sandwiches are always a good. And then don't be afraid that like if you're really roughing it, like Mountain House, they have some good meals. Yeah, some beef stroganoff, chili mac. I tell you some good things too, especially if you want to limit on um, supplies. Is doing uh, foil packet meals. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, because you can o- you can always do a fire. And as long, and then you break down, you know, and you get some good charcoal going, mm-hmm. and then uh, um, like a hoagie packet or whatever. But some seasoned ground beef, some veggies, whatever you want in there, roll it up, throw it in the fire, and let that go yeah. for a while. If I'm on a week trip, that's and it's and good. It, and at a campground, I'm I'm either grilling it or it's on a propane burner with a skillet. So yes. it's breakfast or steak, and lots of co- coffee or some sort of pick-me-up drink if you're in that but yeah especially if you're going on a week-long hunt you start fading and it's like okay yeah it's coffee time red bull time mountain dew mountain ops yeah whatever hit up a costco if you got one because at night they got some some good pack sizes for week-long trips for sure yes sir like some hash yeah. browns and breakfast stuff 
Dude, it's about time for me to make my yearly Costco run to fill up the backseat of my truck with That's snacks. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Hunting season's almost here. Oh, oh you're hungry? Hold on. No, seriously, that's my truck. I get like those boxes, of, like the little bags of chips. Oh yeah, keep that in the back seat. Gotta have it ready. Those big forty-eight packs of pop tarts that Especially lives in the back seat. Especially if you seat. ask me to come hunting oh, yeah. with you. Well, the thing is, <laughs> is needs snacks. What happens is sometimes I'll forget to like pack a snack in my sure. bag, and so like I get to the boat ramp, and I'm like, yoink. Yep. Put it in there. I always remember snacks. Sometimes I forget my bow. <laughs> Then we got to go back and get it. Oh, I thought you were just going to watch the sunrise. No, I've had to go back and get it before. Oh, that sure. was with an outfitter. Um, well, this is a good right. one. That was awesome. That was fun. Okay, and, fun. Uh, just topics to talk about. Yeah. And as always, like we talk about, but if you all have questions or things um, you want answered, hit us up um, on our social media pages, our YouTube channel. We have an email. Email. Podcast at rogersportinggoods.com podcast at rogersportinggoods.com make sure you subscribe and like our youtube channel check out uh facebook instagram twitter account tiktok if you got other questions you want on reddit put it on there hayden you uh, keep up with this this hunting subreddit we'll, we'll keep hayden close eye on it and uh we'll try to get everything answered that we can somebody should, as always somebody should make a post that says shout out to roger sporting goods there you go Exactly. We'll be, we'll be looking for it. That's right. I appreciate everybody listening. Thanks again to Josh, Chandler, Hayden, everybody here. And until next time, we'll see you later.